Tenakoto Katoa, and welcome to the Dawn Chorus. I'm Bernard Hickey. This is my daily podcast that goes out with my email newsletter uh, via Substack called The Kaka. Today, I wanted to have a look at our awful housing situation. So, we've known for a long time that our houses um, built of wood, initially without insulation, really are not suited for particularly the winters in much of New Zealand and for a long time we've just allowed that to continue. There have been some renovations of course and some new homes built but fundamentally a lot of these houses are not fit for humans to live in and we got another confirmation of that today with a survey from Habitat for Humanity New Zealand and AMI Insurance. Habitat for Humanity is a community housing provider and both AMI and Habitat for Humanity uh, commissioned some research by Kimura Research, a survey of nearly 3,040 households in March, asking them about what they are experiencing in their own homes with coldness, damp, repairs, um, illnesses, those sorts of things. And the numbers are in line with other research that's been done lately, but it's worth refreshing it because various things have been done in recent years to try to improve this. There have been a lot of houses that have been retrofitted with subsidised insulation and heat pumped, and we've got new standards for landlords to ensure that heat pumps are in and that uh, houses are insulated. But even then, in March of this year, we have a massive problem. To give you an idea of the scale of it, there are over 115,000 families now who report that mould condensation and dampness is so bad in their house that it makes their kids sick. 115,000 households, of course most of those in rental properties. Over 40% of households are worried about the dampness in their houses. And 180,000 report that that mould, dampness and condensation is worsening the breathing of those people who live in the house. So 115,000 households say it's making their kids sick with chest infections, asthma, those sorts of things. 180,000 households overall say their houses are physically making them sick every year. And we wonder a bit why our health system is overwhelmed every winter. It's not just a, a, a bunch of viruses that have come out of nowhere, but there is an underlying base of ill health caused by the houses that we live in. Houses that are worth, according to the valuations and the sales prices, massively more than they're worth as a service provision vehicle. Million dollar houses making kids sick from mould. Now, some other results of the survey. About 38% of the households say that they needed basic repairs done outside the house. And of those, 35% say it's been a problem for more than three years that hasn't been fixed. So this is things like holes in the wall, problems with roofs, leaky windows, um, broken steps, the sorts of things that make you sick. 
undealt with for three years, close to 100,000 households. Now in terms of the winter and how people are dealing with energy bills and their electricity costs, 16% of households overall say, and that's about 300,000 households, say they go to bed earlier than they usually would to stay warm when it gets cold in winter. 8% of households, so 145,000 households, say that they all stay in one room and only heat that room to stay warm when it gets cold in winter. Over a third, so we're talking over 600,000 households, said their winter power bill was excessive. And just over a third were using as little heating as possible so as to manage their electricity bill. We also saw reports from 16% who said that they would go to bed substantially earlier because of fears about their power bill. This is just a, a reminder again that the state of our housing stock is not only a problem for our health system, we know of course that it's an affordability issue for many families, I have a little joke in a way, uh, it's not so funny anymore, and it becomes truer by the day, that we don't have an economy, we have a housing market with things tacked on. And you could say the same about our societal ills in terms of healthcare, education, uh, and various mental health and other issues. If kids are growing up in homes that make them sick, that force them and their families to have to go to A&E a couple of times a year with chest infections, pneumonia, uh, rheumatic fever. Can we be surprised that our productivity for a start, our, the well-being of that 100,000 at least households is awful, that we have ongoing issues with uh, uh, multi-generational poverty, where kids are too cold to learn, so cold and damp that they get sick. What sort of society are we building when over 100,000 of our homes are so awful that it's holding back an entire chunk of the population? Now, you could argue, well, why don't we just replace them? Well, we're currently building anywhere between 30,000 and 50,000 houses a year at the moment. And 50,000 is obviously a bit too much for the uh, building industry to cope without significant inflation and shortages. But we would need to continue building houses at a rate of 30 to 50,000 a year just to keep up with the existing shortage of the numbers of houses, not to actually improve the quality of the houses. And of course, um, questions need to be asked about uh, whether we try to retrofit many of these homes. And you, you can do it, of course, with lots of insulation, new roofs, um, uh, heat pumps and various ventilation uh, tools. But even then, uh, why don't we reconfigure our building stock? Much of it is old, decrepit and needs rebuilding. One of the problems, of course, in New Zealand is that the real value in houses is not the health, house itself, it's the land. And therefore there are few incentives 
to spend money on the house when you're making the profits from tax-free capital gains on the leveraged value of houses. This is an ongoing issue, which no doubt various measures will be taken to try and address it. Some of them already have been. But the housing crisis, and it's a word that's thrown around a lot these days, is the fundamental problem in our economy and our society. And this latest survey shows not much has improved, that it's an awfully large and painful issue, and we should think about these things when we think about problems happening elsewhere in the economy and in society and the health system and the education system, when we wonder why these problems keep coming back again and again. It's always, always about the housing. I'm Bernard Hickey. That was today's Dawn Chorus from the Kaka. Thanks again to the paid subscribers to the Kaka who allow me the time and space to do this sort of reporting and analysis on housing and affordability, child poverty, and climate change action. Hopefully action, sometimes it's just inaction. And the state of our housing stock is in many ways the solution to all three of those issues. If you have a warm, dry home that's in the right place, close to public transport, walking and cycling routes, in many ways you have solved your housing affordability, climate change and your child poverty issues. And building those homes in those areas that are new and safe and warm and durable is the main task, I believe. Ka kite anō.